Welcome everyone to our Den Sports Podcast. This is the first podcast of the year. I am the host, Dylan Shortfighty, the sports editor for the Daily Eastern News. We're going to go around the room real quick. Everybody, just say your name and what beat you're covering. All right, I'm Adam Tomino. I'm on volleyball. I'm Vince Lumberjean. I'm Eastern men's tennis. I'm J.J. Bullock. I cover Eastern football. I'm Blake Faith. I cover men's soccer. Yep, and I'm, like I said, I'm Dylan Shortfighty. I also cover men's soccer with Blake. Our women's soccer reporters are not here today. Uh, they'll be here next week and talk about the women's soccer team, and we'll mention how they did over the weekend as well. Adam, go ahead and talk about the volleyball team because, luckily for you, you got to actually see their season open here on campus. Right, you had the first team to open up at home uh, this year for Eastern. Uh, they had the EIU Panther Invitational over the weekend, a Friday night and a couple of matches on Saturday. Uh, they went 0-3 in the Invitational, uh, losing Friday night South Dakota State, and then losing to Memphis and Drake on Saturday. Um, South Dakota State, they won the first set of the year, then lost the next three. Uh, third and fourth sets were really close, a lot of tied scores and lead changes. Memphis on Saturday morning was a, more of a quick match, uh, three straight sets for Memphis to take the win. And then against Drake, again, they won the first set, lost three in a row with the third and fourth sets being really close. Those two sets combined if my math was correct, combined for 27 ties and uh, 11 lead changes. Uh, just in those two sets alone, uh, last set, they pushed it all the way, tied 25 and 25. Uh, back-to-back errors then gave Drake the match. Adam, if I can ask you real quick, uh, it seemed like this was an issue last year as well. The volleyball team, it's like they can win the first set, and then the next three or four sets, it's, they just they can't win. Did, you, did they get tired in the later sets, or what was it? I'm not sure. I talked to uh, head coach Julie Allen about that after one of the games. Um, and she says this is, they play aggressive, and you know they were close in a lot of the sets later on that they didn't win in a couple of the matches. They were close at the end, uh, but just some timely errors, and then they wound up on the wrong side of the score. Um, I was looking through the numbers. They only had two more errors than their opponents in the matches, but it's more... They were uh, just came at bad times. Okay. Uh, overall, I mean, a lot of competitive close sets. And, yeah. Uh, we'll see how they do on the road next week. Okay. Vince, Miss Sinis is not playing until, I believe, September 13th. So Correct. So a couple of weeks, but go ahead and tell us about, you know, the team season last year. Last year was a great year for the tennis team. Um, last year they improved their win total by eight compared yeah. to two seasons ago. Um, they hired Chris Tolson, who is now the coach for the women's team as well. Uh, you could tell just by a lot of their, just the team culture was a lot different um, when Sam Kershaw, former uh, coach, was here a couple of years ago. Um, a lot of the guys bought into their winning style. He brought Mike Munguia, his assistant coach, who was also coached or played with uh, Tolson at Arizona Christian. Um, and last year, it just seemed like they had a plan. They wanted to win, and you could tell that um, they knew what it took to win. And they added a lot of guys last year. They brought in these guys that Kershaw brought in. So Tolson didn't bring these guys in, but kind of had a different regime for them, had a yeah. different thing to do. And they actually won their first OVC tournament uh, game since 2004, which was a big step in the right direction. Um, last year they had no seniors. So this year they have four. They have uh, Braden Davis, Gage Kingsmith, uh, Freddie O'Brien, and... Oh my God, I'm blanking right now. I believe it's Braden Davis, right? Braden Davis, yeah. yes. So they have four seniors on the team, and I think those guys specifically have been the nucleus of this team the last couple of years. 
Um, and again, I just think that this year is going to be a new year, just new things to come. They won 14 games last year and lost 15. Um, they had a winning streak of three or four, I think, which is the most they've had in several years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the most that's the most wins they've had in over 10 years. So last year was a very good step in the right direction for huge, them. Huge leap even, yeah. Absolutely. And I think just talking to Freddie, who's been one of the main players, he's their number one singles guy, specifically talking to him, he goes, you know, me being one of the leaders, I think it's it's crucial that I take lead and help these guys and, you know, really do my part in this game and practice hard. And you could tell, like, Loka Charbonu and a lot of these different guys as well who are younger really bought in as well, and I think it's really – coming together. I think this year could be another special year for them. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I covered the men's tennis team what, my freshman year and, you know, didn't have a great year. Even the next couple years didn't have a great year and then last year, boom, just out of nowhere. So it's great to see them. And like I said, this year I think it'll carry over as well. JJ, last week we were talking and you said you couldn't really evaluate the team yet, the football team, because they hadn't played yet. Now we've seen them play, so what are your thoughts? It's still pretty early. Um, the game they lost on Thursday, they lost 24-10, uh, two-score game. They lost, they lost by two scores, and they turned the ball over three times. So it doesn't take really a rocket scientist to do that math and figure yeah. out that if you don't turn the ball over three times that game, maybe they could win, or maybe it would have been a lot closer. Uh-huh. So those mistakes that they made, you know, it's difficult to evaluate mistakes. Now, if they keep making mistakes in the weeks coming, then it's maybe safe to say, oh, this is a mistake-prone team. Yeah. But for now, I don't think that blanket that's kind of over the team has been fully lifted. We still don't know a lot. Uh, they did go with two quarterbacks again. <coughs> Jonathan Brantley and Harry Woodbury both played, and their stats from the game were almost identical, mm-hmm. per usual. So that mystery of who's going to break away there is still very much up for debate. Uh, the defense looked a lot better, though. Last year, the defense was, for lack of a better term, it was atrocious. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, they only gave up 24 points. Um, their pass rush looked a lot better. They still got burned a couple times deep in the secondary, which yeah. was concerning. But the team's number one cornerback, Mark Williams, didn't play. So, you know, that was a big issue last year with the team getting burned deep. It happened again a couple times on Thursday. Yeah. We'll watch that on Saturday and see if that continues to be an issue. Because if that's an issue two seasons in a row, you know, you could be looking at another big problem for the defense. Yeah, and I, I want to bring it up because I believe in the game... Um... Edwin Brown, I know, was one. I think another cornerback that started as well were both taken mm-hmm. off the field for injuries. And you don't know about you know the depth of those injuries yet. But if they can't play even this weekend, I mean, that would be two straight weeks where it's looking like a you know big loss defensively, so to speak. Yeah, I, and I don't have any updates on the yeah. injuries from any of those players yet. I actually haven't spoken to Coach uh, since last week. I haven't spoken to him since the game. Uh-huh. So we'll find out more this week about who's, you know, who's healthy and who's not. I would imagine Mark Williams should be coming back uh, next week. He was suspended for violating team policy, policy. in week one, yeah. as was starting running back Darshan uh, McCullough. So we'll find out more about all that stuff this week. Okay, Blake, the men's soccer team is currently playing there at halftime. Uh, so go ahead and just, you know, Tell us, you know, what you've seen so far in the first half. I mean, the first half, it's just kind of like the defense is evident. John Burke had a couple of close-knit saves. They, um, they're they down 1-0 to zero right now against Xavier, and Xavier scored a goal, which basically 
wasn't really a breakaway, but when it's one-on-one with a player and a keeper, it's kind of tough. It's a one-on-one. It's always tough for a keeper to make that save. Um, the offense for Eastern right now is just non-existent. They have zero shots on goal before the first half. So they're putting the numbers up there, but they're not connecting passes. So, Yeah, I'll go off of that. Last year the issue was that they had so much of a focus on defense, and their defense was so good, but they couldn't ever really connect the ball from the defensive end through the midfield to the offensive end. And a lot of times they would just play the ball up to the forwards, hoping the forwards would win it, and it'd just go right back to the defense. And we've seen that already in the first half mm-hmm. as well. We also saw it against Evansville as well. Yeah, just... last week. I mean, uh, just no shots on goal. they got to figure out a way to move the ball and possess the ball up through the field, not just kick it up and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Like I said, women's soccer reporters aren't here. I'll mention, though, that the women's soccer team lost to Kansas City 2-1 to one over the weekend. Nicoletta Anucci was the goal scorer. She's a freshman. Uh, and just a quick note on her, even in the exhibition matches Eastern had, I could tell she had a thirst to score. So you could tell she was just driven to get the ball and she was going to score. So I think she'll be a big player for them this year. Um, guys, I mean, if you want to, now's the time. Just ask a question. You know, if you have a football question, ask JJ. If you have a volleyball question, we can ask Adam, of course. JJ, I'll ask you real quick for football. It seemed like kind of the second half, uh, so to speak, uh, it looked like the team went to a lot of running plays and Brantley didn't throw it as much for a stretch there. I know the receiving core is pretty much graduated from last season, Mm -hmm. but I would think that after running it so much, you got to try to get those new receivers in the game somehow, especially when it's not a conference. Yeah, and they do have three new receivers. One of them in particular, Xander Richards, really stood out. He, He had five receptions for... I don't have the number in front of me, but I believe it was 60 to 70 yards, which was good to see. And then the freshman running back in the game, uh, Jalen Hades Benefield, mm-hmm. played really good. Yeah, he did. So I don't know if maybe, you know, he busted off a couple runs and they decided to just keep going going to him, and that's why they decided to run the ball more. But, yeah, they did. there was a stretch there in the second half where they were running a little more. They did end up going back to the pass. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was because they were down by two scores late, which kind of forces them into passing situations. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing, too. Once I talk to Coach this week, we'll be able to sort oh, those things out. You know, yeah. what he was thinking there, going for the run for a little bit, and then switching back to the pass. Yeah, and Brantley exited the game, I believe, in the fourth quarter with an injury. Mm-hmm. Didn't look too serious, but again, you'll have to ask Wednesday to figure it out. He's still listed on the depth chart Yeah. as uh, one of the two starting quarterbacks for this upcoming game Saturday, yeah. which is probably a good sign moving forward. Maybe they're just doing that as to hide it from Indiana that he's <laughs> yeah. hurt. I don't know, but he is still listed on the depth chart as one of the two starters right. for Saturday. Yeah. Adam, uh, I mentioned this earlier a little bit. Last year, the volleyball team, like I said, they, they win the first set, couldn't really get the next three sets, couldn't win those sets. Um, and it seems like they've been stuck kind of in the middle of the conference, uh, you know, the last couple of years. I mean, what's the team saying? Is this a different year for them? You know, what's going to be the change this year? I mean, this year, I feel like the senior class could be helpful. They have a lot of returning players who had really strong years last year. Their top three scorers are back. And um, it's the second year for Allen as the head coach, mm-hmm. uh, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but you look at you know, his second year, and then some of, I think three of the seniors were even recruited by the coach before the coach. Before, before Allen got Allen. here. So they've yeah. had three coaches, and... Now just coming into their fourth season, they've had, you know, and of course, assistants are new. They've had different trainers each year. So this, I think that continuity, uh, you know, getting used to the system could help out. 
And also, um, look at some of the individual players on the team. One of the freshmen, Ireland, he played in her first collegiate matches over the weekend. Actually led the team with um, 35 and a half points over the three matches. Yeah. Uh, seven and a half in each of the first two, and then 20 and 20.5 points in the third match was the most for any Eastern player so far. Um, so you know, she could she could potentially. Uh, Break out so, or yeah, lead the team a, as a freshman. Contribution either. as yeah. a freshman. And um, then their top three scorers from last year uh, in order were Laurel Bailey, Maggie Rungy, and Katie Summer. And they finished second, third, and fourth over the weekend in scoring as well with 32, 31, and 29 and a half points, respectively. Um, so I think it's just, um, and like the coach said, picking, picking their moments to really be aggressive. Um, they're going to have errors if they play aggressively, but just making sure. Late in matches, those errors don't come back to bite them. They have some players that can go up there and just hit the ball really hard and yeah. make some really impressive plays. Um, then you hit one into the net, you hit one out of bounds, and then, yeah. and then you're, you find yourself in the hole pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, just to cap it off, Vince, um, if we're talking with the guys, you know, and you mentioned this earlier as well, but Kirchhoff, Sam Kirchhoff, when he was here, he was a great guy. He was a great coach to talk to. I mean, was always open to interviews with us, you know. Um, but what was, you know, was there like specific things from him to now with a new coach that has really changed? You know, what, what's Tolson done differently? Well, I can, tell, I can tell you this, is that talking to one of the players, I won't name names, but talking to one of the players, I heard that it was just, okay, let's win another game next year. It's kind of like, you know, let's just win one more game. Let's get that progress, you know. It's not like let's make that jump like right now. And I think with Chris, even talking to him personally, he's a guy that wants to get things going really quick. And I think, as I said earlier, the guys have really bought into that. Mm-hmm. And specifically, Freddie and other guys who are older kind of went through that, okay, we're kind of getting, you know, just a one game better. Okay, let's hope to make the conference tournament. Yeah. And a lot of the guys are like, well, let's not hope. Let's get there. Let's get there our first year under the new head coach. Let's win a game. Let's win a match. Let's hopefully win the OBC championship. Yeah. And, you know, of course, that's a goal for every team. And I think for this team, their goal was to get to the OVC tournament, but not only that, to win. Now, of course, they did fall short. They were, This season, they broke a lot of records for how many wins they had. Again, how many, you know, they won their first conference match in the since 04. Uh-huh. So this year is just going to be same thing, team culture. And what Tolson told me before is holding the team accountable. Yeah. If, you know, we they want to represent on and off the court very well. And he said if those things come together and the guys want to work together and get better, of course they're going to succeed. And I think this year having that cast of guys returning again and having the freshmen come in the new class, I think they have, I think it's four or five new freshmen. So, you know, playing time's up in the air. Nobody's oh, going yeah. to get there. I know I talked to one player who said playing time is not guaranteed unless, yeah. you know, maybe you're older and a senior. But as as I said, this year I think they're going to be another solid team. Yeah, sense of urgency is always important with sports. I mean, and just to end it real quick with the men's soccer team, that's what we were talking about. I mean, they don't – of course they want to score. I mean, that's a, you have to to win. But there's no real sense of urgency like we need to go right now. They're very kind of laid back and slow with their offensive team. So. I mean, even in Evansville, they had like one, two or three shots on goal, but they didn't even score their first goal until after they were already down 2 nothing. Yeah, and and we only have like 10 minutes left of a game. You're not going to be able to yeah. put together another run after you just played 80 minutes of a soccer match and score a second goal to tie it. So oh, yeah, of course. It's a little bit of too little, too late. Uh-huh. we got to also take in mind it's only the second game of the season. So yeah, and it's Xavier. Xavier's a good team. But 
they need some improvement. Uh, all the teams, you know, had some rough opening weekends. We'll see how they bounce back this week when they all have their next matches. The women's soccer team and men's soccer team are both home starting Sunday and into next week. So we'll get to see them live and talk to the players and Kiki Lara, the head coach, even more, figure that out. And uh, JJ, me, you, and Adam will be at Indiana when Eastern's there, so we can figure out some more things about the team as Vince well. Vince will be as well. Oh, yeah, for TV, I mean, yeah. I'll be there for WIU Newswatch. Right. Yeah, we'll have another guest with us from the JGTC, so we're going to have a full car yeah, in we will. Uh, Bloomington on Saturday. Yeah, we'll see how they do against the Big Ten team and see if they do better, worse, whatever the case may be. <laughs> I think, I know I don't cover football, JJ, but I think if they can find an offensive rhythm, I, I think they could be because the defense last year was oh, bad, horrendous, <laughs> and holding Chattanooga to 24 points compared to what they've done before. If they can just find that offensive rhythm and get something going, oh yeah, they're going to be a good team. I, I, think I so. really think they. Well, I know they're young. Under no, it's first it's first year head coach, but I think they'll find it. It's just of I think so. it's going to take time. Yeah, and of course you can read more all about these teams in the Daily Eastern News every day. Pick it up; it's all over campus. Um, We'll have our stories there every day with columns, features, recaps of games, previews of games. You can get all that in the paper and online at dailyeasternews.com. Thank you all for joining us. We'll be back next week, of course, with our next podcast. And, again, have more information on all the teams after their next matches. Thank you for joining us.